Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you don't sit in your lucky seat, your team could lose. So don't leave your lucky seat. But do pick up your phone or computer and order B-dubs to go. Or if you've got a big group, call in for the party menu. That way you can order wings, pick them up, and get back to your lucky seat. And if you do lose while sitting in your lucky seat, you can still feel lucky eating your feelings. Spicy feelings. Keep your superstitions. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void were prohibited. We are the New York Knicks. I'm back. Back in the New York Everybody and welcome to episode 356 of the New York Knicks podcast. 356 is also the amount of times my mood changed this week while following the Knicks. Yes, um, we are also uh, recording this show in uh, Donald Trump land, where we all live now. And I have a question for you, Jay. Okay. Um, I I know you're liberal and you probably and you were not a big fan of Donald Trump being elected. What would you rather? Um, would you rather Donald Trump having lost have lost the election mm-hmm. and the Knicks suck this year or Donald Trump wins the election and uh, the New York Knicks go to the finals? Go Trump. So just to them getting the finals is good enough to like say screw our country. Yep. Well, I here. So because you said that. Um, we understand that you care. Well, how do you feel about here's here's my final offer? Okay. Trump wins the election, and the Knicks still suck. Um, are you talking about reality? Yes, let's go. Let's go talk about reality. Okay. Uh, Knicks played three games this week. They uh, played the New York, the New York, New Brooklyn Net, Nets, um, New Jersey Nets, whatever the hell you want to call them. Uh, then they played the uh, Boston Celtics and the uh, Raptors. I actually went to the the uh, the net game. 
which was the uh, the one game you wanted to go to. Can we uh, talk as 95% of this episode about that game? Um, yeah, big news of the week that happened came up before the uh, the Nets game uh, was the, the Knicks said, hey, we should have someone in charge of defense. That would be helpful. Uh, who's the guy that was in charge of the triangle? Give him the defensive role. He did such a good job of the triangle. Rambis, you are now in charge of, the, of defense also, or instead. What did they do? Say They had a meeting, and there was like four people in the room. And they said, we need somebody in charge of defense. We have to make this decision now, and we can only pick from people in this room. So you know what's interesting is that like I, I find uh, Hornacek, when they uh, Coach Horny, when, you, when they interview him, he has really interesting reactions to things. So they asked him uh, – I heard him on a radio show. He was talking about the, uh, the triangle, and he said – how do you feel about running the triangle? Is that something you're a big fan of? And he said, well, every team needs a system. You got to run a system. It's a fine system, which is you couldn't have a less enthusiastic like support for that. So then then, then they made uh, Rambis the uh, defensive coordinator, if you will. And uh, they asked Hornacek about it. And he said, well, uh, he's as good as anyone. He'll be fine. Uh, we just needed someone to do it. And Rambis is, a good, is as good as anyone. It was like the again completely the exact opposite of a glare. Not, instead of saying, "Hey, Rambis, I think we'll do a great job," he can't even get the he can't even muster up any like, "Well, it's got to be someone." And Rambis is uh, tall, so people will give it to him. Well, I mean, since then they've let up about 112 points a game. So I can't. That. I they they suck before Rambis took over, and they suck with Rambis taking over. I don't know if it's really Rambis' fault. No, there's but, uh, been no change. They're they're letting up about a hundred and what 112 points a game. Well, before the Nets game, the Knicks practiced defense and the um against the pick and roll for two hours. So I assume practicing for two hours versus say practicing in the preseason and like they practiced pick and roll for two hours. That should be enough for the whole season. I apologize. They're only letting up 110 points a game. I have a question. I just assumed every team had a guy that was in charge of defense before the season started. Like <laughs> right. that was one of those things that like a coach would well, – I, I didn't know who was in charge of the defense in the Knicks. I just assumed they had appointed someone because how in God's name would you have not have done that? Yeah, usually don't wait until game six. I get if you're coach, if you're the coach and you're the defensive coach. Like if you're Tibbs, like you're probably a defensive guy, but he probably even has an assistant who's like the the main guy. Every the coach, main coach has three defense. assistants. Yeah, and I assume Hornacek would have a coach that would like I'm um, the offense focus coach. So like you're handing bigger picture picture stuff. I'm reviewing film and coming up with ideas to help us with the offense. They do they have an offensive coach? They probably all just picked offense and didn't tell each other what their roles were. Like, I assumed you were on defense. Well, I thought you were on defense. Well, somebody's got to do defense. And I don't know if uh, – I mean, I don't I don't want to go, like, conspiracy on this. I don't know if Phil Jackson, like, appointed Rambis and just told Hornacek. Or, like, Hornacek was said, hey, I'm thinking about the four, uh, someone, putting someone in charge of defense. And Phil said, great, Rambis will love the job. Or maybe maybe he just came up with it on his own. But either way, it's – and I don't care that it's Rambis. Do you care that much that it's Rambis? But I don't think Rambis is – very good at this whole coaching thing. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah. The bigger issue is the team doesn't seem to practice. So they, there were issues with the fact that the Knicks were not practicing a lot with the pick and roll. Um, and it's going to take a while for the team to really gel with the pick and roll they weren't practicing. 
But that being said, what's what do you think the biggest problem is so far with this team? Defense. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. letting up 110 points a game. I would I would like to say that there's too much ISO or that they're not doing enough pick and roll or maybe the rotations are a little off. But it's defense. They're letting up 110 points a game. Well, I was gonna say I mean defense is clearly it. Uh, but I was gonna say the biggest problem is their bench is just hard. I know we like like I I feel like Kuz and like Hernan Gomez have some potential, but the bench is just like it's not a very good bench. Would you say the bench like as far as issues like is the bench even worse than the defense? Well, I mean the bench is part of the defensive problems. I mean, if you're gonna put it like uh you had a Venn diagram, how would it work here? Do you know uh? Do you think anyone knows what a Venn diagram is out there? Be confident, Lance Thomas is in charge of defense. Uh, I, might... I just think like it's the bigger issue, like the starting five. Well, then again, I watched them and I don't know if they can, but the starting five can be competitive. Is that once you start mixing and matching the bench, it gets horrid. Well, that's the problem. If you think about the bench, who on the bench is actually good at defense? Supposedly Justin Holiday and supposedly Lance Thomas, and the supposedly list ends from there. Exactly. That's a problem. So and even on the yeah in the starting even, lineup, Rose and Carmelo aren't very good on defense. So you have a total of five guys on the entire team that are good at defense, and they don't play all at the same time. Yeah, I don't even know. It's whole, also there was a there was a report. Out, I think that the media is also just trolling Knicks fans because this can't even be true. But they said after the Knicks beat the Bulls, uh, I guess last week, Phil Jackson reportedly was unhappy about the Knicks' limited use of triangle, and he and he said this after they beat they won a game. I feel like that the media is just trolling. Nick I, I think side. they are. Yeah, I think they're making this shit up. Uh, but as far as the uh, defense, uh, I'm not even sure. Like, like a lot of guys look lost. Porzingis, who I think is great at blocking shots and has some potential on defense, looks lost at times. Especially in like anything, any kind of complicated offense, he looks lost. He looks lost more now that Rambus is in charge. You really think it's changed that much? Because the Houston game was before Rambus was in charge. Ram, just Rambus being here has made it bad. <laughs> a Becom gave a very detailed description of a Venn diagram, so you were proven wrong. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're, I think we'll just probably, like, we'll, I appreciate that. I think we're going to pass over the, uh, the Venn diagram discussion, though. <laughs> uh, uh, I think they should, like, I don't know, find, find Kurt Thomas and give him the job. So let's, before we get negative, let's talk about the Nets game. Okay, the Nets game was awesome. The Nets game, so for me, I am a big uh, liberal, goddamn liberal. Um, I was upset by the whole Trump being elected. And uh, going to the Knicks-Nets game, it was a super, it was a great way to put my mind somewhere else and kind of just enjoy Knicks basketball if that's possible. The Eurobench was awesome. Yes. So even though I meant that the bench was bad, that game, they looked great. And they even played defense. Uh, I don't know. So the game started off. The Knicks were down by a lot early, which is a goddamn theme of this game. Team, why they got down early always? Well, when they're not, then they fall apart at the end of the game. Yeah, well, we'll get to the Raptors game. <laughs> uh, uh, but why did they do? They they seem to a lot of times like against the Celtics. They uh they immediately started the game. What I think of the Celtics game? Yeah, they immediately started the game in a big hole. Then Melo was on fire and got them back in the game. But it didn't make sense why they were in the hole in the first place. They were just sloppy. It didn't like they even cared to begin the beginning of the game. Yeah, they've had some sluggish starts. I'm, 
And it's not even like they have J.R. Smith's where half the team is hung over. And I also think when I'm talking about how the Knicks are like have a sl- or in a hole early and don't seem to care early, I've said that maybe a maybe a hundred times on, on past shows. It just seems like a theme of the last couple of years. There, there's a lot of running themes that we just keep to, we keep running into, and uh, I don't know why it's not changing. But anyway, so the uh, the, the Nets game. Knicks looked terrible early, and one of the people I'm with was was a Nets fan who was just like all about being in everyone's face about how awesome the Nets were playing, uh, which told totally totally his uh his prerogative. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, so Nets Knicks are down by a lot. Then Nello third quarter, playing with the Euro guy says I'm not passing the ball to anyone for the rest of the quarter and just goes on fire and gets the Knicks back in the game. And then the Euro bench takes over. Um. That basically, that's basically my take of the game. And then the Knicks ended up blowing out the Nets. It was actually really fun to watch. And after the game, Hornacek said that Hernan Gomez has won the backup center spot over O'Quinn. Did he say he won by default? <laughs> uh, or No, that was after the Celtics game. I mean, oh, because you're just commenting on the fact that in the Raptors game, Hernan Gomez came in for four minutes and was done for the day. Yeah, I thought that was weird that the game right after he said he won the spot, he played four minutes. I thought that was strange. I mean, it, I guess Quinn O'Quinn played okay in that game, but it is kind of weird. I, it's here's what I'm torn with this team. The only I'm thing really, I'm thinking is that it was a back to back, and Hernan Gomez isn't used to the NBA grind. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty reasonable thing to think. Also, um, here's where I'm torn about this team. Okay, on the one hand. I guess it's win now. And so we should be trying to win every game and we should focus on the best way to win every game. But I don't really know where that gets us because the team, like the ceiling on this team, like keeps getting lower and lower every game they play. Uh, on the other hand, I kind of want to see them develop the young guys and figure out what the team's going to look like in the future. And so I kind of want to see, like, whether Hernan Gomez is, like, even if you think, uh, Kyle O'Quinn might be might play slightly better than um, Hernan Gomez. It makes so much more sense to give a lot more minutes to Hernan Gomez because he's your future. And Kyle O'Quinn, we couldn't get we we want to get out of here so fast. We would trade him in, the, in an instant if we can get anything for him. O'Quinn's pretty young though. I know it's amazing how fast I've given up on him. <laughs> I mean, I've I given mean, up too. I'm just saying it's not like he's the know, same age as Kuz, basically. Yeah, it's not like you're saying we're going with a youth movement. By I know, I know. Gomez. We're just going younger, or just like. I mean, we, but you know what you have with Kylo Quinn. You know he's not part of – he, he's not a guy who's going to contribute to a winning organization. He's sloppy with the ball, makes a lot of bad mental mistakes that just kill you throughout the game. Right. Uh, Kuz Gomez, is a lot older than I thought he was. What? Who? Kuz. I thought he was 25. He's 27. Yeah, he's 27. But he has his first year in the NBA, so I feel like you don't know quite what his potential is. Yeah, and he was playing professional ball overseas. Um, I do, I do think Hernan Gomez has great hands on offense. Has, a, has seems like he's a knack for passing. Also, mm-hmm. uh, defense, it'll get there. Um, he's had some decent. He has some decent moments in the net game. Yeah. Um, I, I it's look. I thought I wasn't gonna have to do this, but I think I'm gonna have to start up a, a Nick effect list again this season. Uh, if you're a new listener, I, I keep a list every season of uh, season high or second high games against the Knicks. And the list is usually in the 40s. So every other game. 
every other game, someone has their season high or second highest point total when playing. Do you? So here's a question for you: That list you've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, Isaiah Thomas, Celtics, has a big game against the Knicks um, and scores 35 points. And that's his season high for the season high. Yeah. If later on in the season he has 40 points in the game, is it season high up to that point or season high just total? No, I'll, I will remove. I will. Oh, that, that that really makes it so much worse. Yes. I mean, <laughs> no, because if I did it right away, you know, the first game you'd have 12 guys on the list. Yeah, so. that's why I didn't. I didn't. I didn't quite understand if you were doing that. I know I never really asked you, but like I, I thought I was like, well, how did how does he do it for the first like 15 games? Because like a lot of guys have season highs in the first 15 games. Well, first of all, I usually don't start the list until about 20, 25 games in, just so you get a, a fair sample size. And then yeah, and then I'll I'll remove it if if people go off, and it still ends up in the 40s. So yeah. you can see those lists, the New York Knicks podcast dot com, just uh, in the search bar, search for Nick Effect, and uh, I think I did it for four four out of the last five years. Which what you? I, I assume you didn't do it the year they won seventeen games. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're like, what's the point? You're like, like every night. God damn it! I hate this team so much. No, no, actually, I did. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I don't even remember which year I didn't do it. Maybe the year they won fifty something games. Really? Uh, well, that was that was a good year. Uh, yeah, I would have to say, so what else do you want to say about the Nets game? Is there anything in particular you want to add? I mean, the Knicks, I was very excited. The thing is the Nets are just, they're not that good. No, they're not. Uh, we probably had a Nick effect with Hamilton getting 21. Yeah. Uh, Rob, uh, Brooke Lopez is, he looks like he took a leap offensively. I didn't, what I was didn't understand from a net perspective is why they were doing anything besides. I mean, they were shooting, they were hitting some threes. So I totally understand shooting the threes, but like every other play should have been get the ball to Lopez. The Knicks just weren't stopping him. Right. Um, he was. By the way, can Noah guard another another center in the league? I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> Do you really want Defensive Player of the Year? I mean, I th- mean, he's not bad, but like. I like Lopez. Just like looked like he would just like would have just torched him if they kept going to him. I miss Robin Lopez. Not that Lopez, and not let's not put Lopez on like a pedestal. He just he looked. Robin Lopez was our best defender last year. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, And how much of a difference is Noah? I don't know yet. I don't know. He's Noah looks good at times. The the problem is he still he can't seem to play much more than twenty minutes a game. He played 33 uh, against the Raptors, I think. Yeah, but he played 21 against the Nets and 22 against the Celtics. Well, in fairness to the net game, the Euro guys were doing really well. It was already a blowout. So I knew why he, I understood why he didn't come back in that game. Yeah, I mean, that was the game. Uh, well, no, Willie only got 15 minutes. But still. Uh, but he played like he played like it was like later in the game. He, uh, either way, so uh, I think the Knicks got it. They got to switch uh, Brandon Jennings and Derrick Rose. I, I think you gotta like the Rose will look a lot better with the second team, the second unit and uh, Ram, they just need his scoring uh, and Rambis I mean and uh, Jennings needs to be in the first unit with his passing. Yeah, those eleven assists were nice. Yeah, those were pretty nice. Uh, you want to move on to the game uh, to the uh, Celtics game? Celtics game. All right. Uh, so this game I'm sure you loved because you love when Melo complains to the referees. <laughs> so. Yeah, this was the Mello getting ejected in the second quarter game. So this game also started off with the Knicks being down by a bunch. Uh, Mello was on fire for a little while and got the Knicks back into the game and then decided to get himself ejected. Uh, And 
the ejection was absurd. Uh, you agree? You, you agree it was absurd? Yeah, it was. Okay. He was complaining was- and he was annoying the ref, but there so many other players in the league do the same thing. I have to say the refs probably all hate Mello. He complains so much, and every time, every time like a, he gets a, he doesn't get a foul, he acts like you like you like kicked his like kicked his dog. He just like loses his mind over stuff to the point of like it just gets annoying. Just play the goddamn game. You don't get the calls. Just move on. The the problem is it's it's like a uh, it feeds into itself. Like he doesn't get calls, so he bitches at the refs. That makes the refs not like him. And then yeah. he gets less calls, and then he bitches more, and it just spirals. And usually when he's complaining, it usually misses the next play, and the other team gets an easy basket because Melo decided to take a play off so he can, like, voice his complaint. Yeah. And I don't understand. Like, he has to really follow around the ref to complain. Whatever, even, the play itself was a, was a questionable foul call, but it happens. There are lots of questionable foul calls. Just stop complaining. It's just so goddamn annoying. And Derek Rose apparently afterwards said, I didn't realize, uh, based on some long lines, I didn't realize how out of control like the situation was with Melo and that referee, and next time I would have stepped in. Mm-hmm. But like, and I, I totally understand that, but like anyone that's new to the team and knew the Melo wouldn't understand that he could have this bad of a, situ- bad of a uh, like how do you have this bad relationship with the referee where the referee is like so sensitive about kicking you out of the game? Yeah. And Why? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And I know Melo left the game, and Melo's really good and all that. But why is it? Why do the Knicks just like give up after he leaves? Uh, well, I mean, they kind of hung in there for the third quarter. It was the fourth quarter where they got totally blown out. Yeah, I mean they they stayed in the game. They kept like down by a couple points, down by a couple points, and then they stopped scoring in the fourth quarter and stopped playing defense. And that combination led to uh, them getting sh- basically dominated in the first in the fourth quarter. There's not a ton of scorers on this team, so mm-hmm. when Melo's out, really defenses can just pile up on uh, on Porzingis and who else? So do you I, have? Want, I do. Derek Rose, I feel like should be a scorer where he can get to twenty twenty five points a game. Like especially if Melo's not there, why can't he get twenty points for us? Who? Derek Rose. Um. Like he, like at times he looks like he can get to the basket and score. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I feel like he should be able to get twenty points for, especially when I was. I was like, Mel's out of the game. This is time for Derrick Rose to really take over. I want Porzingis to score also, but like Rose and Porzingis should be handling the bulk of the offense there. And Rose didn't do that much. He shot a bunch of shots and like uh, missed a bunch of baskets. But I want more of, and I know Rose isn't like the player he used to be. 
But I kind of want more from Rose that he could be more of a scorer than he is because he doesn't play defense. I would so, rather more of a ball distributor. Well, I guess I want both. I guess I, I, I want I want that also. I don't, I just feel like he should be able to at times take over a game on offense, and he doesn't do that anymore. He uh, in the in the Celtics game he turned the ball over seven times, so he actually was a ball distributor just to the other team. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want, you want to say about the game? I mean, nope. I I don't think Jennings would be that great either. I don't know. I don't. I I'm trying not to be too negative. The positives of the the positives I see are I still think Rose. He's staying healthy. He has potential to be our point guard of the future, right? He's the same age as uh, Kuz and uh, uh Kyle Quinn. No, I guess. I guess. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, like five years of a... Why not? Because he had three knee surgeries. Yeah, but he's played like 10 games this year without getting injured. That's a good enough sample for me to think that he'll never get injured again. That's probably a good enough sample size for Nick's management. (laughs) Uh, Lance Thomas. uh, So is Lance Thomas injured for the rest of his career? He's injured like every third game. What the hell? I don't know. He's like, his new name should be nagging injury. Uh, so if I told you the Knicks played a game, Porzingis scored 21, Melo scored 31, Rose scored 21, Noah had 18 rebounds, you'd say, how much did the Knicks win by, right? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I was, uh, I caught some of the highlights of this game. I was actually at a wedding that, um, on last night. I looked at the box score after the game. I just couldn't even believe how they, uh. How does that work? Well, poorly. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Just to add one more comment on the Celtics game, let me ask you. Now, the Celtics screwed the Knicks over that game, right? Um, not the Celtics, the, uh, the refs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like through, uh, one of the big themes we've had throughout doing this podcast is that the Knicks keep getting screwed by the refs. Mm-hmm. Do you ever remember one game where we were like, wow, Knicks won because the refs really screwed their opponent? Larry Johnson four point play. Yeah, that was that was not recent. No, it was not. <laughs> I can't think of any. That was the only thing I could think of. Also, um, and I, I like in re- especially recent memory, I can't think of one game where I'm like, "Wow, the Knicks went to the line forty times, and the uh, our opponents barely went to the line." Or like, we had a bunch of they- people chime in in the Facebook group, and a lot of people were saying like Charlie Ward in '94, and like just really long time ago. If you have to pull something out from a different decade, something's wrong here. Yeah, uh, I'm great. I'm glad you can pick, you can come up with this stuff. But uh, like, Knicks just don't get to the free throw line a lot, and they foul way too often. Those are the two big themes in particular that really I feel like are killing them these days. I don't know if you're aware. Do you know who is leading the league in scoring? Um, I believe uh, Steve, our resident uh, Steve and our resident Toronto fan, could tell us. Yes, I was surprised to see that it was DeRozan. I am shocked. I mean, he's good. Uh, it's just it's it's interesting that a guy who doesn't take any outside shots and isn't a center can still get thirty points a game. Yeah, I was gonna say the most shocking part up to that. Also, on top of that, was the fact that he shot like three three point shots the whole year. Yeah, um, and of course, one of them's against the Knicks, and he hit it. But <laughs> it, it, and crazy, also shooting. I'm just looking at the stats right now. He's shooting fifty two. 52% from the field. Mm-hmm. So he's being extra efficient and just scoring crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to hand this to Steven that uh, when they resigned DeRozan for a bunch of money, apparently it was a good signing. Mm-hmm. Much better than uh, the the Beast, who is injured yet again. Yes, yes, the Beast. Uh, and uh, and by the way, I so there's a player for those that are newer listeners, Damari Carroll. Um, what our 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 fan Steven, who's a big Toronto fan, and called him a beast uh, when he was talking about the fact that they signed him, and then we started making fun of him, uh, calling him the beast for his stats that weren't that good, and then we were called racist for that because uh, I think we used the word beast in reference to a uh, a black player. And uh, anyway, so Trump is uh, Trump is president now, and so it, uh, racism no longer exists. Right. So it's totally cool for us to call him a beast now. So suck it. <laughs> so now we can just do the racial race. We can do it the fact that it wasn't racist to begin with, or we can just go with a racist reason, because it doesn't matter. Trump's president. That's how it works now. We're in a post-racist society where nothing you say is racist, is, nothing you can say is more racist than things our president will say. <laughs> so do you have uh, anything else to say about the uh, whooping the Knicks took uh, yesterday? Uh, so I watched some highlights from this game. I, I mean, like, the on offense, like, I like the fact they were doing a great job getting the ball to, like, Porzingis in, like, good spots, getting him easy shots. Mm-hmm. Um, that looked awesome. Mello played pretty well. The uh, bench looks that so the bench looked great against the Nets. Did not look good against. Did not look that great against the Celtics and looked like crap against the Raptors. Uh, yeah, the Raptors looked pretty good. I mean, uh, the Knicks looked like they should have like been able to win that game. Yeah, especially but, since they're they got a couple injuries, so they're starting guys like Seekum and it didn't matter. They were hanging close the whole like first half of the game. The Knicks like looked like they played better than the Raptors. Then the third quarter was pretty close, and then like they fall apart because that's what we do. <laughs> uh, trust the uh, the Knicks process, I guess. Um, I have no idea where this where this is going. So let me ask you: the Knicks let the Knicks win twenty twenty five games this year. Are you going to call it a disaster or a success? Disaster. You don't, don't get know. two I mean, twenty million dollar players and. <laughs> Added to your team and and then win twenty games. That's a disaster. I don't know if we win twenty games, we get a high draft pick. So I mean, like if we our, our idea was to trade Mello and start rebuilding. So uh, if we're tanking, hey, sounds good to me. Yeah, but if we end up with like a number eight draft pick trying to win, <laughs> like it's a disaster because you probably could have got top two if you tanked. There was a uh, at some point someone posted on uh, one of the webs, one of the uh, blogs. Uh, I just thought it was the greatest comment. They were like, um, "Are the Knicks tanking? It looks like we're tanking. I'm pretty. We must be tanking." <laughs> I mean, it's at some point either the Knicks are going to have to string together some wins, or they're seriously going to have to have a conference about potentially tanking. <laughs> hey guys, um, I'm not saying we're tanking. Kyle Quinn, you're playing 40 minutes tonight. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sasha, you're in the starting lineup. Uh, the schedule is pretty tough to start the year off. The first 10 games of the year, or I guess the first nine games are pretty rough. Uh, the schedule will get easier. So mm-hmm. the Knicks should, the Knicks will look better than this. In theory, yes. In theory, they've had they've played some tough teams. I thought this team could win 45 to 50 games. I think probably this gate team could win 38 41 38 to 42 games I mean, something like that. This is a good test this week because we have four winnable games. You have uh, two home games against an injured Dallas team and Detroit. And yeah, then, very winnable games. Then you have an away game against the Wizards. 
very, very winnable game. Yeah. And then you have uh, Sunday, right before we do the podcast, there will be a home game against the Hawks. Yeah. I mean, they could go three and one, say, and we're talking a six and seven record, which will look pretty good after, after with how they started. Yeah. Or they can win all four and be seven and six, and we'll be like, wow, this is this is what we're hoping for. The team just has to turn it on. They have to start a game off with the team being on fire or just playing. They start a game off where they don't go down right away. Start strong, finish strong, find a way to like work their bench in. There's a lot of potential here. It's just. All right. So that's the halfway mark of the show. So this is my cue to say um, thank you to Eric, who has been writing recaps for each game. Thank you, Eric. The uh, recaps have been really good. Yeah, yeah, they have. So you can check those out, the New York Knicks podcast.com or the Facebook page. And on the website, you can help support the show. We have Knicks podcast t-shirts. So the New York Knicks podcast.com. There's a link for store. And um, uh, I also just want to mention these. They're, they're selling out really, really fast. You have to get your order in really soon if you want to get one. Jay is he spends most of his week filling orders for Nick's podcast t-shirts. And I do have to say, when they sell out, they will not be replenished. So get them while you can. You don't want to be looking a couple of years ago from now on eBay being go, being like, Shh, damn, I can only get a Nick's podcast t-shirt for eight grand. Yeah, exactly. They might sell out really, really big. Um, especially, especially when a former presidential candidate wears uh, a Knicks podcast t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say a former presidential candidate, I'm talking about Jay, who signed up under Mr. Briggs Sanity on our other, as part of the other show. <laughs> we have a comedy show, The Brink of Sanity, so you can check that out on iTunes. Uh, we may be releasing a, a Donald Trump-themed podcast also, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> details to follow. Details and, to follow. And the uh, game we've been talking about forever is coming out this month, so you can register for that, firefan.com slash nyknickspod. And you could play against us live during Knicks games. It's a it's a new game coming out, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, register for that, and we can do some trash talking and play. Yeah, let's do this. Is that all the? Yeah. Okay. So other other Knicks news. I also want to thank Strive, who's been sending us a lot of uh, Knicks related news. Uh, it's been a, it's been a big help. So. There is a rumor that Omri Caspi has requested a trade, and we are one of the three teams that's interested. Actually, pretty much the whole Atlantic division's interested. Celtics, okay. Raptors, and Knicks. Why uh, Why does he want to be on the Knicks? Because <laughs> he's sick of losing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what can we trade to get him? And Do we, do we want him? That's the real first question. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind Caspi. Why do you want him on this team? He's uh, an actual NBA player. He could put up some points. We need points. Uh, he just I denied mean, he requested a trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, have you ever heard a guy like ask for a trade and not deny it immediately after? That's true. Even Dwight Howard denied it, and everyone knew he was requested a trade. I mean, it's only like it's like they'll say it. Like, they they could say it on TV and watch themselves say it and be like, "I never did that. That wasn't me." <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, so he's making two point nine million, so we can trade him in O'Quinn. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the Kings would do that. Uh, how does he fit in for our team? He's a uh, small forward. He can score a little bit. 
I guess like and he has some NBA skills. What, what can we trade to get him? I guess what what would the what, what do you think would actually like get the Kings uh, motivated to talk to us? And you say draft pick. I'm gonna end the show. <laughs> I mean, it would either be probably Lance Thomas or Kylo Quinn. Um, sure. I yeah, think Lance not? Thomas makes a little too much. I think he's around seven million. Yeah, he's on a cheap contract, so like I feel like he's someone they could be motivated to go for. I'm saying O'Quinn just because he makes four, so that's that works salary wise. But yeah, everyone else in the in the NBA though are they're not morons, so they're not going to make that trade for Kyle O'Quinn. <laughs> I just don't see anyone being like, "Oh, you're gonna offer Kyle O'Quinn." We see the potential there too. Well, I mean, if they're not playing Caspi, they're not really playing Caspi, so it's like. It's one of those, like, why not give it a try type of scenarios. Yeah, no. I mean, the Knicks should be like, we'll uh, ha- we'll, we'll give you Kyle O'Quinn. Um, Kyle Quinn's not enough. We'll throw in the, uh, the triangle. <laughs> the rest of the bench. <laughs> you can have all three corners of the triangle. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Look at our bench. You can have anyone you want. Anyone. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. I, w- I wouldn't mind taking a the chance on that. Yeah. Um, and you know, when, when there's play, decent players that are rumored to be coming to the Knicks, uh, they usually don't come to the Knicks. So then but, there's uh, D-League. Chase and Randall, first game back from injury, 25 points. Um, I like that. I saw that. That is, By the way, Ron Baker had a good game also uh, in the D-League. But uh, sign him up. Get Randall on the team. Can we cut an Endor? I think I think he has to be gone, right? I mean, I don't know. I understand how Endor is not like I. So for what I've seen from Endor, if the Knicks cut him and in his place signed empty roster spot, I'd be kind of fine with it. <laughs> Would that be an upgrade? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's like we cut him. Um, empty roster spot, though. We feel like we'll contribute more than Endor has, so we're, we're going to leave it Endor empty roster spot. <laughs> I, I haven't seen anything from Endor that says that says like, hey, this guy's an NBA player. No, definitely you can, not. You can stick him in the D League. I don't know. It's also again the issue with these guys is that guys like Kuz, Hernan Gomez, even Endor are guys you want to give a lot of minutes to to figure out if they're NBA players or not. But the Knicks don't really want to do that because they also want to win games now. Like well, ideally, if you're gonna right. if you're gonna have a team that's really developing, you just Play your young guys and see what happens, but the Knicks can't really do that. Right. Uh, good times. Uh, let's good times. go to emails. Yes. We have an email from Ben. Oh. <laughs> I had I, I didn't have many notes from any of the games, but I did have one note from, I guess this is from the, uh, the Toronto game. And this, this is the, the extent of my note. Knicks fall apart, delay of game, mellow, triple team on a hero ball, Rose blocked. I'm done. <laughs> that was for the fourth quarter last night. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I'm not even going to explain that. That this, that's, that Those are my notes from the game. <laughs> There's no point in explaining. Go on. The title of Ben's email is, oh, you can email us, the New York Knicks podcast at gmail.com is Rambus. Hey, guys, I just read a report that Rambus has made the defensive assistant and neither Mello nor Hornacek have said anything about it which means they are annoyed. Are you guys as sick of Phil and his antics as I am? Why hire Hornacek if all he wants to do is force the triangle? What will happen if the Knicks will be horrible and 
what will happen is the Knicks will be horrible and he will get fired. But if he was allowed to coach without the triangle looming over his head, he might have been able to do some good. I mean, come on, Phil, give us a break here. You know, here's a couple of things I also noticed with it, watching them. Just speaking on the offense, when they do try to do like double, like a like they they do like double screens and th- double screens are a little more complicated stuff. They do get guys open when they're like when guys are cutting and they set picks for each other. Guys get really open and the Knicks look better. Mm-hmm. Um, also, floor spacing. I've noticed a lot of plays where all the guys that are on the floor that don't have the ball kind of crowd around the basket, mm-hmm. and so the defense does, and there's no floor spacing. The Knicks really need to stand out, like on, on the three-point line so the defense will like stand there as well so you have an open floor. What a novel I, concept. I, I don't know. Like It's just like they were, they were, at times they did that, and, the, and I'm like, wow, the spacing looks so much better. But then like, a lot of plays you'll have Rose— You'll start, you'll have Rosewood dribbling the ball, Mello, Porzingis, and Noah were all po- post up. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. Or, or Noah will be posting up because he doesn't really want to shoot the ball. He'll, he'll want to pass the ball, but he'll be standing near the basket also. Right. And then like, like even the bench guys were just standing near the basket. You're like, you have to space the floor better. And in the Toronto game, there was a great play where, I, I don't know, maybe with Mello, I'm not sure who did it, but set a pick on Porzingis' guy, and Porzingis got wide open, and he ended up having like, a, like an easy basket. I don't know why like they can't do more of like setting picks like like don't just set picks for the guy with the ball set picks for every, other players get guys open and on defense I don't know what the hell we're I, I I have no solution whatsoever like if you had it if they said Jay we'll listen to you you can try to fix the defense what would you even do blow up the team trade everybody <laughs> <laughs> we're listening about defense not management of the team yeah that's how you fix it you trade they're all bad on defense you trade everybody. The thing is, I also think the team could be better on defense. I, I don't think you're it's, – it's not the uh, individual players. It's the sum of the parts. You can play better chemistry. Obviously, they didn't, weren't working on enough pick and roll and, and uh, enough things on defense. But, like, just have a, a more a, a greater philosophy of stay with your man would be helpful and call out switches. Like, if you're going to pick, call shit out. Um, a lot, yeah. I don't know how often they, they – how often there's a pick – and both guys go to the wrong guy. I, yeah. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I mean, I, I'm hoping this is just a bunch of guys who have played together before, and this is kind of growing pains, and this will look like a different team in 10 games. I, I do think a lot of it's just growing pains, but a lot of times I'm also like, like lessons, I'd be like, okay, team, here's another lesson. 
when a player on your opponent, on your, the team you're playing, is standing outside the three-point line, he's still actually on the court, and you have to be aware of him. <laughs> uh, I, I do think a lot of this is just like it takes a while to get chemistry together. And even like the teams like Wade, Bosch, and uh, LeBron in Miami took a while to get chemistry together. And those guys were top of the NBA-type players. It's going to take a little while to really get yeah, they stuff looked, going. Yeah, even that team, uh, they were 500, like 20, 30 games into the season. Yeah, there was some, I, I don't know if it was 30, but like it was some long into the season where they were they were 500, and they, they had good individual performances on defense, but they, uh, they were also all, the three of those guys were elite defenders, so it really helped also. But uh, it's, it's one of those things you can't rebuild a team every year and hope to have good defense. Yeah. Uh, but I do think like the team has potential to play. Like they've had times where they've played well on defense. Like the stars have looked good on times. It's just they never get it. All, they rarely can get it all together in one game. Yeah, Jersey but, uh, is the only one this season so far. <laughs> no, against the uh, wouldn't they look good on defense against the against the Bulls? At some point, maybe in that game, the when the, the starters came back into the game and they played pretty well on defense. Yeah, and, but then they had some offensive issues, so. And I saw something about Noah, like like when Noah's, and this was from a few games ago, but when Noah's on the court, they're like a plus eight. And when Noah's off the court, they're like a minus 20. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It might be a little bit closer than that, but like Noah's defense, it seems like the teams do play, the team does play a little better defense when Noah's on the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, anyway, he's one of their like questions. four good, four good defenders. Yes, Exactly. Uh, John just post uh, sent us a really funny uh, Ninja Turtle Mellow brand pajamas. So I just posted it on Facebook and Twitter, so you can check that out. NY Knicks podcast on Twitter. Oh, cool. The the brand is really working out for him. Uh, Nick sent us two midseason trades. Okay. One, trade Lance Thomas and Kylo Quinn for Greg Monroe. The rationale is Monroe will be a free agent soon, and Knicks players have low contracts and can fill two bench needs and allow the Bucks to mature Thon Maker. The problem with that is Greg Monroe makes $17 million, and Thomas and O'Quinn together, I think, make eleven. so I don't know if that'll work. Wait, is Monroe a free agent after this, after this season? Uh, I think so, if not okay. a year after. Well, I wouldn't do it for the year. If, if this is his last year on the contract, so he was signed... Uh... No, we were signed like two years ago when they signed uh they were signed Lopez because they were because Monroe was the original guy they were going after supposedly he must have he didn't get a two year deal he must have gotten like a four year deal. Uh, it was shorter than than we thought it would be. I know that. Um, because if you if you're telling me it's just about cutting salary cap, that makes some sense to me. It's this year and next year. Okay, I'm not doing it. Because what's the benefit? Kylo Quinn's off the books pretty soon. And Lance Thomas still doesn't make that much money. And Greg Monroe is having a pretty terrible year. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Bucks are, I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks rationale, they can get rid of Monroe. Oh, we get players too? That's even better. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the problem is Monroe is not a good defender, and that's our biggest problem right now. Yeah. So I, well, it's like uh, if you put two negative numbers together, they become positive. So, hence, you add another negative defender, eventually next will be positive on defense. Uh, two, a swap of Noah and a first-round pick for Justice Winslow and Chris Bosh. He's better than Noah and may retire this year. Um, yeah, 
so so this is the, the logic here is that uh, we get out, out from the Noah contract, uh, which I said at the time we signed him that who are we going to be trading to get out from this con- uh, this contract? Uh, we get Winslow, who looks pretty good, and he's a good defender. I'm mm-hmm. a totally a fan of that. Bosch, I thought, is not going to play in the NBA again. Yeah, we that may just be an empty contract. Yeah, so I assume that's just supposed to be an empty contract. Why does Miami do this when they have a uh, white side? Well, they get uh, they get more depth and a first round draft pick. Well, I get the first round draft pick, which could be valuable if the Knicks keep playing like this. Uh, but you also have a—I uh, mean, Whiteside's your starting center, right? Right. So you're paying twenty million a year for a backup center. That's a lot to pay for a backup center. I also don't do that if I'm the Knicks because I'm done trading first-round picks, especially since it looks like it's going to be a good one. Well, Whiteside, I mean, not Whiteside. uh, Winslow looks like a good player. Yeah, no, he's a good player. But then if you do that, now you got a hole at center. Um, No, Chris Bosh is going to play for us. (laughs) So, I mean, you have a hole at center and you're down a a draft pick. Yeah, no, no, I I see. I see. I see your argument there. It's a. I uh, do you think we could trade Noah and a first round draft pick to get Robin Lopez? <laughs> uh, sorry, I could see them doing that. <laughs> uh, no, and I also, I also, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying Noah's worse than Robin. I, I, I think Noah is like on par. I mean, like his passing is good. At times, he looks good on defense. I don't think Robin Lopez was all that great either. Even though he was our better defender, our best defender last year, I still don't know if that's if if. if I don't know who got the better side on that. On that. I don't know who on that on that basically that move. I don't know who has the better player yet. Like, do you think Lopez is clearly better than Noah? Noah is clearly better than Lo- Robin Lopez. Um, forgetting, the, forgetting the contract. Forgetting the contract, uh, I think it's very close. Yeah. But when you factor in contract and injury history, I'd much rather Lopez. Um, but uh, as far as the uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. As far as the uh, trade, I. I don't see why Miami would do that. I don't see why the Knicks are going to trade. The Knicks aren't going to trade a draft pick in the Miami. Are you going to put like Noah next to uh, like Whiteside in like the biggest lineup you can possibly go? No. Yeah. Um, but that's a, a good idea, though. I mean, uh, what if the what if the, the uh, idea was Derrick Rose and a first round draft pick? Same same guy. You get a uh, Winslow back, and you get a uh, what? I guess you just get you get rid of Bosch. You get Bosch's contract to like cancel it out. No. I'm saying no to anything that, where we trade a first-round draft pick unless it's, like, just an out-of-this-world player. Okay. Um, is there any one young players you would do it? What if it was uh, to get a – what's his name? Um, on the Kings. Cousins? Yeah, Cousins, yeah. No. Nope. Cousins is a very, very good player. Great. Uh, what if the trade is two first round picks? The next two first round picks the Knicks have, plus, uh, I guess, uh, plus D Rose um, and Courtney Lee and Noah, and you get back uh, the Unibrow. Well, absolutely not. That's the worst. <laughs> Unibrow is, is is really really good. Yeah, all fifty games he plays per season. <laughs> That he has the potential to be one of the best players of the NBA. For 50 games a season. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. By the way, how is that team so bad? Because they literally have nothing else. I told you that when we were doing our predictions. They have nothing. They really have nothing. You know, I mean, Tim Frazier is obviously not that great. I know we like him, but uh, they don't got. I mean, because he's been putting up monster numbers so far this year. Yeah, because he's the only guy who can score on the team. Did he score like fifty one night and they lost the game? Yeah, and then he scored forty eight the next night and they lost again. How do you? And like he did so, it wasn't like he was just. It wasn't like he just was jacking up shots. He did so efficiently, and they still lost. Yep. Okay. Uh, more questions. Yeah, we're at the forty five minute mark. George writes, Akeem F and Noah. Hey guys, how goddamn frustrating is it when Noah misses an effing layup? The man is 6'11", a previous NBA All-Star MVP candidate at one point, but can't make a layup. F, I miss Robin Lopez, four years, 72 million. Also, why do so many Knicks fans like Cock? F that guy. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people seem to like Cock a lot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He shoots, uh, for those that don't know, it's Kylo Quinn. Um, he hit some jumpers. Like, awesome. Thank you, ESPN. That is just great. I think because Kylo Quinn has talent. The reason people Knicks took a chance on him in the first place and the reason te- like another team might in the future is he has a lot of talent. He's just a low IQ player and that he'll always screw you. Like every once in a while he has a like, really good pass and you're like, wow, or he hits a couple of jumpers. You're like, wow. But then he shoots threes or then he'll like make passes that are just idiotic or a foul that's idiotic. And you're like, what are you doing? Um, as far as uh, Noah, uh, for those that don't know, when Noah hurt his shoulder this year, they had to take his hands, remove them, and put them in his shoulder. So he has no longer his hands. <laughs> that That's why he shoots. That's why he's so poor when you pass him the ball <laughs> around the basket. Uh, for a guy that can pass so well, why is he such an awkward, like, shooter? Shooter, Like, I don't know. He's, he's not that great around the basket. There's something like he should be better about, like, getting the ball. He could score if he's right near the basket. He doesn't. That's the one thing I say, Robin Lopez. You could get in the ball near the basket; he could score. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you're throwing an alley oop up for uh, for Noah. I mean, there's a reason Chicago wasn't, you know, upset to get rid of him. No, they cried. They said they were so upset. They're like, they were like, they're like, if you hadn't, like, we were so upset. We were about to sign him, and you did instead. Damn it! They're also rolling their eyes and giggling, but the Knicks left that part out of the story. They're like, didn't you know we stopped playing him? But that's cool. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Next question. We have one more email from Andrew. Do you think the Knicks should bring in Kobe as an advisor? He could help Porzingis have uh, more feed-me-the-ball type of game. Also, Kobe will get a lot of respect for the players on the Knicks, so he can tell them how they have to get Porzingis the ball and tell Melo that he's Shaq to Porzingis. He's Shaq to Porzingis. Kobe and oh, he's Shaq to Porzingis as Kobe and not to f it up. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say sure. If the Knicks brought Kobe as assistant coach, I'd be very happy. Yeah, why not? Why not? He would also call them out as he'd call them all out as playing defense like they're Charmin. He'd probably make uh, some of them cry. Yeah, that he would get in their faces, scream at them, and like just make them work their their tail off. I Kobe Bryant like. Whatever you want to say about him, he had a th- he had amazing work ethic and he had uh, a very successful NBA career. So I'm I'm down. Yep. And I think he I think he uh, I think he's met Phil Jackson before. So they, they, I think they have some kind of relationship. So that would work also. Yeah, I think they met once or twice. You know, it'd be great though. Phil Jackson would then write a book about he hate, how he hates his assistant coach. 
uh, or Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, we got a few Twitter messages. Uh, we, can go, we can go faster. Yeah, I'm just trying to see where it begins. Because it's mixed up with like our uh, responses to the games. We're NY Knicks Podcast on Twitter. We usually go on Twitter rants during every game. Let's see. Market Shot says Noah really needs to start making his layups. Agreed. Strive writes, can the Knicks improve their defense? Should the starting lineup change move Noah out to create more spacing? I mean, yeah, that'd be helpful. I, I, I don't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take him. I wouldn't put him off the bench. First of all, he that they Chicago tried that, and he was not a fan of that. And second, I I don't think you're gonna. They just need to work on where the players are actually standing. Like like don't stand right near the basket. Like Noah should be at the top. Of, Noah could be like, like if you if you want to be under the basket, go there and move out. Don't just stay there. I think if you're making a change to the starting lineup, it's got to be, uh, to to Rose, not Noah. Yeah, and I'm not saying I just think they need more scoring on the second unit, and Rose would be like a perfect guy to be the scorer on the second unit. It'll never happen, uh, though. No, no, it'll be like they, they, no. God forbid they make like a move that's like they never make drastic moves. It was like with one, with a, like uh, with Amari, they can never like they can never put him on. The, they never like ask him to come off the bench until until they could. Right. Strive writes: Does Lance Thomas have a chronic injury prone history? It seems with the Knicks, he is always hurt. He didn't before the Knicks, but it seems like he definitely does now. When you sign a contract with the Knicks, they, they give you, uh, as an added bonus, a chronic injury. <laughs> he also writes, since Rambis has taken over as defensive coordinator, KP has been picking up fouls early and being forced to the bench. But KP's kind of been doing that all season, though. Yeah, yeah. I think anything you want to say, like, there's no... Rambus has done nothing that's made this team worse uh, since he took over as a guy. I mean, maybe he was doing stuff before, like he was defensive coordinator, but like it's too early to say Rambus suddenly has screwing this team. The team is screwing itself. He writes, why does this Knicks team have a weak fortitude when it comes to referees and fouls and can't rise above it? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. The team, like, there's going to be games where the refs aren't on your side and the team seems to fall apart during those. I, I almost I feel like the Knicks just draw it upon themselves because no one else has these issues. Uh, I mean, everyone complains about the refs, but like the Knicks do it so much that I feel like the refs are almost out to get them. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, there's so many games where it's like their opponents shoot like 40 shots on the free throw line, and the Knicks shoot like 12, and like I mean, Knicks just don't do enough to draw fouls, also. But uh, Strive answered your question about the last time the Knicks got a call. He said. Hubert Davis foul in a playoff game versus the Bulls the last time the Knicks got a favorable call from the referees, 1994. There you go. It's, it's totally uh, – it evens out. Knicks got that one, and uh, there have been a few – a few have gone against them since. Market Shot sent us a picture of a two-year-old playing basketball, uh, and it says this is what court domination looks like, Knicks 2037. Okay. Lock him go. up. Lock him up. Watch the Knicks use their draft pick this year on him. <laughs> John writes, last year against the Raptors, Melo steps out of bounds right in front of the refs at the end, but no call. That is true. There was that one Raptors game. Yeah, that's actually a good uh, that's a good one. Yeah, there you go. Gucci Jean writes, there's been a trade rumor of Anthony Davis for KP and Rose. Like it or nah? No. Hate it. What if, uh, let's just say we're a world of magic where uh, he's not going to get injured. 
It was KP and who else? Rose. I, mean, I guess the I guess the other guy doesn't even matter. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it's stupid also because like, why even bother having the hypothetical? The the issue is he has injury problems. He probably keep having injury problems, and like. Even without the say, hypothetical, like KP's our guy, we drafted him. There's, there's like, there's just something to that. Like watching a guy you drafted, like develop. Yeah, what if I don't know what, what it's Col- like because what we if, haven't done that since Ewing. So, but I'm assuming it's really nice. Yeah, what if Golden State calls and they say Steph Curry for uh, uh, for uh, KP? You do that? Yeah. Okay, but I, I mean, I, I assume it has to be mind. like a, a once in a lifetime player, not like an injury prone guy who's good but is never on the court no if he didn't get injured though he'd be a really he's one of the best players in the nba yeah so i mean it but would he be is, like he's always is so yeah but anyway it's not uh we're not doing the trade because uh we don't live in the alternative reality so the four-year-old writes when i was born the knicks were good and we had a competent president four years later god damn it <laughs> i like the four-year-old's tweets uh, Jay should change his name to Tony Brothers so he can eject Mark whenever he's talking too much. Apparently, that's all it takes. Yeah, there you go. And he writes, I would offer to come on your show, but my little Tyke's microphone doesn't work with Skype. Well, maybe when you get a little older, four-year-old. Yeah, yeah, we need a... Uh, I mean, we already have uh, enough issues with sound quality. We don't need to, like... We don't need a play school uh, microphone. Switch writes, what antidepressants go best with being a Knicks fan? I don't. What I don't get is here's what I really don't get, and I don't know how much you follow hockey, but the Rangers are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolan owns the Rangers. Uh, yeah, but he likes basketball, and it seems like he just doesn't like hockey that much, so he stays away. But like he stays away with hockey. The Rangers are good, um, but now he's staying away from the Knicks also, and the Knicks still suck. When he was when he was paying attention to the Knicks, they sucked, and mm-hmm. we got mad at Dolan. So Dolan's like, "I'll step away and give and give the job to like one of the greatest coaches ever," and we still suck. <laughs> I don't, I have no explanation for it. Uh, Asafo writes, "Melo will most likely opt out in 2018. Should we want him back at near max contract? It's his last deal. He will want that." Um. We'll just end the podcast if you get the, you get the max contract. Uh, here's a question for you, Jay. Mm-hmm. I asked this question. We asked this question. Uh, was it last year? So at the beginning of last year, we might have asked this question. Which team would you rather have their future? The Knicks, the Timberwolves, or the L.A. Lakers? The Timberwolves. Do you, do you want to revise that to the Lakers? I mean, I know they're doing good right now, but how many guys on that team do you— Say like I want to build a team around. And forgetting the fact, like what the what the right answer is, the Lakers are pretty are pretty good right now. They drafted players, developed them. They're looking pretty good. It's almost like if you develop, if you draft players, you can develop them and they get better. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating that like the Lakers are supposed to have just spent all their money on old man winter here if I had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Done shiny veterans. And uh, the reason I say Timberwolves, I'm looking at the box score right now, and Wiggins has 47 points. Holy crap. I actually just pulled that box score up also. Wow. He don't, He shot easy. 22 free throws. Yeah, he's pretty good. How does he get so... Why can't the Knicks get, like, besides Melo, why can't anyone else on the Knicks team get to the free throw line? Also, they uh, they drafted a guy this year, Timberwolves, Chris Dunn. Yeah. How are they not, whenever he scores, playing Dunn, dun-dun-dun? dun <laughs> is not that just missing a huge opportunity right there? I think my, my all-time favorite was just uh, every time Gallinari hit a shot there, like, Gallinari! And he's like, that's offensive, you know that. Gallinari! <laughs> yeah, like, we don't care. So I think he had to ask them to stop doing it. I, I heard, uh, so they, so the Lakers have a pretty good coach. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Walton? Yeah, Walton. And so I heard, like, that it was his philosophy there was basically, like, taking players and playing to their strengths. Um, so what like a novel guys, concept. Yeah, no, just it was, like, it was an article about how like he, he's really big into doing that and challenging players like certain guys like Brent, like Ingram, who's who's uh, he's challenging him in certain ways. And anyway, um, anyway, we were for the Knicks, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> Two more on Twitter. Is Harambe better than LeBron because he got more presidential votes? Harambe got a lot of votes, way more than me. Yeah, that's fair. How many votes did he get? 15,000. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's true. 15,000 people voted for a dead monkey? (laughs) Yes. It's a great ape. (laughs) Would you be amazing if, like, Hillary was like, oh, I lost Florida because of, uh... (laughs) Rampe. (laughs) It swung the entire election. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, that's it. That's it. We could go to Facebook. John writes, how ironic and, and um, hypocritical is it that the stipulation that PJ had uh, before agreeing to the Knicks president was full autonomy and no interference from the owner, and that's all he's been doing since he's been here as, the, uh, um, as he's on his third head coach? <laughs> that's a good point, John. Uh, but in fairness, like a GM and coach should be on the same page. And I don't think a GM should completely interfere with like a, what the coaches do, but there should be some like they should be on the the, the GM should kind of like have some control over what the coach does. Yeah, but like, stop hiring coaches that aren't good. I mean, that's on Phil. Well, I also, I don't even know if Hornacek's not a good coach. No, no, no Hornacek is good, but Rambus yeah. and and Fisher were not good, so stop doing that. Um, in fairness, so far under uh, under Phil, the, the coach that had the best run was Derek Fisher. Yeah, they were twenty two and twenty twenty three and twenty three. So, 
so far that that was that was our golden era. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, I, I just think a coach like if like if a GM says to a coach like we really want to see more minutes from so like certain players, I don't think that's like ridiculous for a, co- a GM to say to a coach. Right. What do you think? No, I don't think it's ridiculous. It's just. Uh... And certain philosophy, he had like certain like Daryl Morey has a philosophy in Houston, and the coaches have to follow like to some extent like his philosophy of like high percentage shots. I but like he, I don't think that's ridiculous at all. It's just we just kind of were wondering why Phil is like so like holding onto the triangle. Right. Uh, John writes, how does Kurt Rambis sleep at night knowing he's unwanted by the coaching staff, players, fans, and the city? I mean, he's not broke, and he would be coveted by many other collegiate program by many by many collegiate programs because of his experience and ties to the league. But he'd rather work somewhere he's hated and be no more than a mole snitch for the boss. Rambis is better than this. Grow some balls and resign. Shit! Exclamation point. Do you know how he sleeps at night? On a bed of cash. Yes. Uh. But he could also make a lot of money in college ball. He's right. But uh, I, I think college, they, they expect results. And they don't pay nearly as much. Coaches in college can do pretty well. Uh, I bet he can make the same money in college. John writes, uh, enough. It's time to, time Dolan. It's time for Dolan, I guess. Phil's more concerned about the triangle than our record, our coaches, players, and image. We hired him to make a splash and win in free agency. I think he's done enough. Time to thank him for his service and send him on his way. Has the team ever fired a GM or team president midseason? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, if there's a first, the Knicks would be the type of franchise to do that. I'm also 100% positive Phil's job here either ends in five years or when he wants it to. Mm-hmm. There's not going to, like, they could go their separate ways after five years, but there's no way he's going to get fired before then. Dolan's aware that everyone hates him and to fire Phil halfway through his contract. Uh, I think, I think he knows there'd be some backlash on that. Yeah. Um, Frank writes, would you rather the Knicks win a championship within the next four to eight years or have the white house visit tarnished by, pre- um, by president Trump or wait until he's out of office? I don't really know how president Trump's going to really tarnish the image. Like I'm fine with the Knicks winning the title in the next four to eight years, whether Trump's in office, even if Trump's in office. Yeah. Pretty much, there's not many scenarios where the Knicks win the championship, and I would not be down with it. ISIS announces they will start killing citizens for every win the Knicks get in the finals. <laughs> Frank writes, can uh, President Trump make a guest appearance on the show? Uh, maybe Brink. Uh, God damn it. Uh, sorry, I lost my place because I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, maybe... Uh... We'll, we'll work on we'll work on getting Trump around. Okay, is Trump going to be on the show? He might at some point. Not tonight, but he might be. Okay, so uh, okay, here we go. Frank writes, "How shitty would it be if President Trump deported all our Euro players?" <laughs> that'd be that'd be um hilarious. It was, it, the only reason I'd like that is because the Spurs probably would be hurting the most. Yeah, it's like our three good bench players will get deported. <laughs> Uh, John writes, maybe PJ is in the book selling business. All this sabotage makes for great memoir books on how bad the Knicks were, despite all he tried to do for us while he was president. SMH. <laughs> Who do you think will be a worse president? Um, Trump of the US or uh, Phil of the Knicks? Mm, I'm starting to think maybe Phil. I don't know. He, uh, 
in fairness, he's got KP, which you will always latch on to mm-hmm. um, in defending him. They haven't traded away a draft pick. That's number two. So you found a, a guy to fill, build around for the long term. You had don't trade draft picks anymore. And there's some young players. Great. Starting to develop a core, kind of, maybe. Yeah. He needs to, to rebuild like the right way, though. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do with Noah for four years at $20 million? Come on. <laughs> Complain. Uh, I mean, Noah looks good at times. I'm sure as he gets older, he'll get better, like wine. Yeah, that's what you want from a $20 million player. He looks good at times, plays 20 minutes a game. Uh, yeah, he always like, he does like moves that make you happy and some moves that make you like, you like what what's going on here. Uh, John Wright, apparently Willie Cauley-Stein is on the trade block. Uh, the fact that it's true, by the way, it makes me feel like a moron for even thinking the Knicks should have taken him instead of Porzingis. <laughs> I can't believe you thought that. Uh, anyway, any interest, question mark? Do you think they'd be interested in a package surrounding K- 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 Cock? Would you give up a first-round pick for him? I think he'd a good compliment piece for the KP and good insurance for Noah. I would not trade a draft pick for him. Definitely I not. Would, I would be interested in getting him. Um, are, are, are they interested in Cock? Who's not? Yeah, I mean, if uh, they if they want uh, Cock or Lance, sure. Yeah, if it's like Justin Holiday and Cock, I'll do it. Uh, maybe. It calls on the young, a good young piece to build around. So, I mean, he's uh, supposed to be good on defense. And we're not, so yeah. yeah. I mean, like it would be great if when Noah leaves the game, we'd have a true backup center. Right. So I'd be down. I, if the Knicks make a trade, don't give up draft pick and give up just bench pieces. I mean, sure. Uh, would you trade Hernan Gomez for him? Probably. Yeah. Uh, Frank writes, 444 in the second quarter against the Celtics. Mello gets ejected. Trade Mello. <laughs> People are pretty down on Mello after that game. We yeah. got a lot of messages about that. Yeah. I mean, it's also because, like, we already get on him for complaining too much, and that, like, ends up losing us a game. Yeah. Uh, Stephen writes, three wins, six losses. With a happy face. Stephen writes, how do you feel about DeRozan annihilating the Knicks? He's putting up Michael Jordan numbers to start the season. Yeah, he's the first person to score 30 in however many games he did since Jordan. Yeah, so, okay, so we'll just refer to DeRozan as the new Jordan going forward. Uh, I will just call it, he's the greatest ever. DeRozan, he's the, let's call him the greatest ever, so when he starts sucking, we can keep calling him the greatest ever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, Stephen writes, and by the way, we call him the greatest ever. I don't think that's racist. Uh, Stephen writes, what did you guys think about Casey putting Powell on Porzingis? Porzingis Powell is 6-4. Nobody knew whether the pass to Carmelo or exploit the mismatch was pretty fun to watch. So you know, you know this is the new thing, by the way. Put guys that are kind of short but fast and quick hands on, on Porzingis. This yeah, is it seems like the scouts are out on that one. And uh, it seems to work, which is weird. Yeah. Because Porzingis is a lot taller than them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porzingis likes to put the ball on the floor, which that negates, basically. And sometimes he puts the, he has to hold the ball high and play more center-esque, basically. If you, he's got to post up more if you're going to have a sick guy 6'4 on him. Mm-hmm. And they should exploit that move so the teams don't do it anymore. Right. Um, and you don't even have to like get position. He can stand behind the player and just throw it over the guy's head. Stephen writes, I'd like to have five seconds and thank the New York Knicks for making our rookies look effing amazing. Baby with 10 rebounds and five blocks. Not bad for a Brazilian nobody. Player development is awesome. 
Well, yeah. What? Yeah. What the hell? When we ever do that, we'll let you know if we agree. Um. Yeah. Stephen writes that's that seventy-two million dollar contract is starting to look like a bargain. Good thing you guys locked him up for four years. Phew. Best signing of the entire season. Knicks win again. A. I don't want to talk about that. Andrew writes, can we get a beast report? I'm going to say with the Raptors annihilating us, uh, or not annihilating, beating us like that. Um, well, that and the beast still has a hurt paw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think Steven wins not getting the uh, the beast report on this one. Uh, uh, Steven writes, New York is the new Chicago without the potential to go to the finals every year. Thoughts? <laughs> All right. That was pretty funny. Yeah, Steven, you're doing a good job of trolling us. Uh Gilliam writes, uh, remember lose more for Okafor ends up being one lost season for the six seventy sixers. That is true. They did uh tank an entire year for a guy who's a fifteen minute off the bench bench player. Yeah. I I mean the, the whole trust the process, you have to draft well. If you don't draft well, the whole the whole point of losing makes no sense. Right. I, I totally get the idea of if you're middle of the road, you keep getting middle of the road draft picks, you're going nowhere, and you need high draft picks. But if they're not good draft picks, then... Uh, and everyone can see Okafor not being that great of an NBA. Like, Okafor is a solid offensive player, but he had... Everyone can see he was going to be questionable on defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can you imagine... I, what I'm shocked is that basically the Philly didn't take, like, Porzingis and we didn't get Okafor. Because that seems like who we would have gotten. Right. Uh, we're almost done, Jack. Gillen writes, I know you would trade um, O'Quinn, but who would you trade him for realistically? Uh, we would trade him for Omri Caspi. I was going to package O'Quinn uh, with Endor to uh, get an empty roster spot. <laughs> um, I think he'd be a hell of a player. Uh, I, I would bring up Randall. Uh, O'Quinn... Yeah, maybe do a a Quinn and Endor for Caspi and then call up Randall. Or Endor and uh, O'Quinn for a second-round draft pick and, like, hope that draft pick turns out to be better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gillen writes, would you rather have a bench full of rookies and young guys like we have or have a veteran bench, which would help you win now, but has no potential to get better and and maybe find a future star? Well, I mean, I guess if you're saying... The team we have now, I'd rather uh, a young bench. I mean, if you have a team that's close to a championship, you want, you know, you want veterans. But I think he's just saying like the way the team's constructed now, and I'd rather young guys. Well, the fifty-four win team, we had a we had a, a more of a veteran bench, and that really helped. It did, but if we had a veteran bench right now, actually, it would help. Yeah, obviously, it would help. If you want to actually just win games. A veteran bench would be very helpful. All right, we get killed when our bench comes in. Yeah. And we're having a lot of issues with it. And I understand it's just weird that you both like rebuild and try to win now. Yeah, I know. That's. I mean, there's I mean, an argument for both sides. I, I could see, I mean, if we had a good bench. But I mean, if we have a, a good bench, like, you know, we're still not a championship team and then you're not developing anybody. Well, let me take the, the, the counter arguments to everything. So, Phil, to defend Phil here, I mean, obviously, KP, whatever. I. Uh, Young, uh, the bench, like he's found some pieces that are very interesting pieces, and the guys that you'd be very happy. Like, if you said with the Knicks drafted Hernan Gomez with a 17th pick overall, I mean, I guess they drafted him with a second round pick. You have to be happy with that draft pick, right? Yeah. If you told me they drafted Kuz um, with like a second round draft pick, you'd be probably pretty happy with that draft pick also. Yeah. You'd wonder why he's 27, but like you'd be happy with the draft pick. Yeah. 
Like they have a bunch of guys. Like Justin Holiday looks like he could be decent. And the Knicks could have said, like, hey, we needed a point guard. So we brought in Jennings and Rose. We see who stays healthy, who looks good this year, and whoever's good, we resign, and we have a solid point guard who's 27 years old. You know, I would say, uh, uh, I changed my mind, a veteran bench because I don't think there's anybody on the Knicks bench that is like a going to be a difference maker or like a guy where you're going to say like, oh, I want to build around this guy later on. I agree with that. I mean, I think most of the guys on the bench, like you're hoping like Hernan Gomez is being a solid like backup center. Right. Like we we like some of the like we like who's we like Hernan Gomez, but none of these guys are going to be like, oh, you know, let's make sure we don't lose this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's hard to it's hard to. I mean, you could just argue like the Noah thing is the only thing that really makes no sense because I, I can see it's taking it like saying, "Hey, Derek Rose is still young. Let's take a like let's take a shot at him. If it doesn't work out, we'll move on." Mm-hmm. The Noah thing is just the one that doesn't make that much sense at all. Right. But then again, if you were if you said like, "Hey, I had to get a um, Rose. I wanted to get to Rose, and that it cost me Robin Lopez. And we needed a center, and I thought we had signed Noah to a one year deal, and didn't realize that was a four. <laughs> Uh, that's the only maybe it was thing. one and he like r- changed it to a four. I mean, I guess the idea being Noah's a really like, ah, oh, whatever. Let's move on. Uh, Gillen writes, uh, oh, no, we're done with his question. We're almost done here. Uh, oh, this is about the last question. Gillen writes around six thirty in the fourth quarter against the Nets. Jennings made a triangle with his hands. Does that mean we're not running the uh, triangle? Maybe Hornacek has decided to implement it. Um, it's, it's slower like Jackson did with the bulls. Uh, they were definitely in that Nets game when the Knicks started coming back. They stopped running the triangle. It was definitely more like pick and roll and more of a, nor- a normal offense. Um, I don't know what the hell Jennings does. Also, <laughs> like he just like I never seen a guy to talk so much shit for a guy that's not doing that much. <laughs> right. Yeah, his ego is not in line with his talent level. I don't. Yeah, I, I like for his ego. Like he should be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we are at the hour point. Or how long are we in? We passed the hour point a while ago. But how, how, how far are we in? We're in right at the show. I'm just wondering where we are. An hour and 17 minutes. Okay. So we got there close. Um, we're trying to cut the show down to an hour. Uh, much like the Knicks, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, what did you learn today, Jay? Uh, I learned that the Knicks can put together a solid game like once a week. Unfortunately, they play three times a week, but they can put together a solid game once a week. Um, yeah, the Knicks. Uh, just to like some numbers for the Knicks, they uh they've won thirty three percent of their games, and in their losses, in thirty three percent of their losses, they didn't get blown out. Um, <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. Uh, we're the uh. I'm trying to be more positive in this episode than I, than I, I noticed, I noticed I'm really trying. I don't want to be too negative and it's early and a lot can change. And then like the Miami heat and just to compare the teams, cause they're very comparable. Uh, they were like 500 and then they, they took off a little bit after like 20 games. So the Knicks, maybe they will be like a little under 500 after maybe they will be like eight and 12 to start the year or seven and 13. Then they'll take off from there. Um, did we didn't read the last two iTunes reviews? Oh, okay. I didn't know that you have them in front of you. Yeah, yeah. We got two new ones. Thank you very much. Uh, one of them is by 
Logan Stolt. He wrote, new listener and loving it. I'm a new fan following Rose and Noah, and I love how honest this podcast is about all the players. Love all the segments as well. Keep it up. Awesome. Thank you very Thank much. You. And 40 Lights writes, great podcast. I love the podcast. Really funny and informative. Keep it up. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. And um, please keep them coming. Um, like I said, it helps us in the uh, in the rankings, gives us more exposure, helps more people find the show. And uh, the more downloads we get, the more motivated we are to do more shows. Yeah, I would say that's a, a very good way of looking at it. If you want more shows from us, maybe we'll do twice a week even if we get enough reviews. Uh, Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah. Um, anything else you learned today, Jay? I, you know what I learned today? Mm-hmm. That uh, sometimes uh, our resident Toronto Raptors fan uh, can troll us pretty successfully because our team beat our, beat our team last night. Yeah. Hey, they're playing well. DeRozan's looking really good, and uh, Nick should have goddamn won that game. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And we will be back soon, probably Sunday. Depends. If we, like we said, if we get overwhelmed with downloads, maybe we'll do uh, one sooner. You think it would be awesome if, like, maybe the Knicks should, like, you know they send chance, like, chance, like they send, like, a, Baker down and he has a good game in the D League. Yeah. The Knicks should just send themselves down to the D League for a game to get some confidence back. <laughs> like, oh, the Knicks beat the, uh, they won big last night. They like, they won 125 to like 74 against the Oklahoma Stampede. <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was an Oklahoma Stampede in the NBA. There's not. <laughs> I mean, that would be a good thing for like if they have three days off, take that middle day and just stomp a D League team. <laughs> And the Knicks are like, there's no D-League team around here. Um, who's playing today? There's the um, the uh, Iowa Thunderbolts. Oh, what's that? It's a wheelchair basketball team. We're on that. Uh, Jay's rec league team is playing at the <laughs> local high school gym. Knicks just show up and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Uh, between the show and the next show, uh, buy a Knicks podcast shirt. The New York Knicks yes. Be You don't want to be the only one of your friends that doesn't have one. Exactly. All right. Goodbye, everybody. I'm gonna leave
I've switched a lot of things in my life, but it's never worked out. I switched to being a vegetarian, but ate more bacon than ever. Every time I switch lines at the grocery store, I never pick the fast one. But one thing that totally worked out is I switched to Metro PCS and got a free Samsung Galaxy. Make the right switch too. Move to Metro PCS and get a free Samsung Galaxy J7 with a huge five and a half inch screen. Metro PCS, wireless, figured out. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details, terms, and conditions. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.